Welcome to the PT Student Center. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Falbo, and I'm a new grad DPT helping physical therapy students just like you get through school on their first try debt free. Do you ever wish you could remember everything forever? You can learn more in less time by using Picmonic to pass your classes, exams, and even the NPTE. With Picmonic's innovative learning platform, it's research proven to increase your long-term memory by 330% and your exam scores by 50%. Picmonic has entertaining short stories that are really memorable. They have unique graphics to make a story out of those tough topics that you're learning in PT school. You can use the code gratitude for 20% off or click the link in the description. That's G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E for 20% off or click the link in the description. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's 11 a.m. already. Um, my name is Sarah Falbo and today I have Dr. Siobhan France. How are you? I'm so good. <laughs> Hi everybody. It's weird to look at you here. I feel like I should look at the camera. I know. I'm trying to figure here. out what to happen. It's fine. It's good. We'll <laughs> roll. So today, oh, what's up, Chanel? Thanks for coming on. So today we are streaming live in the Student Physical Therapist Network group. If you guys are not in here, come on in. We're in the Facebook group and you can interact and see where we're at and see who's on podcast. And today I'm actually sitting next to somebody. Uh, I will say I've only done a podcast episode next to someone. I could count on my hands how many times I've done this. Me too. Really? One. <laughs> okay, I'd say maybe like four. <laughs> but this is cool. So um, today we're going to talk about live living life by your design in PT school, because the misconception that a lot of people have that I had too, was I'm in PT school. I can't, or like, I can't, I'm just a student, you know, like whatever insert limitation because I'm a student. So we're going to dive into that. But first Siobhan, what got you into PT in the first place? We're going to go back and then go your journey in school and then talk about what you're up to now. So I'm going to bring you guys back to when I was five years old. Oh, <laughs> truly. But don't worry. I will close the gap very quickly. Um, my mom had a stroke when she was 29. I was five years old and I grew up saying I wanted to be just like Tammy. Tammy was my mom's physical therapist. So I became a physical therapist. I really wanted to help people. I wanted to help people get their lives back um, because my mom came back to me. She, you know, was able to take me places, do things with me again. And I wanted to be able to give back to do that to people. So um, I went to PT school and I've pivoted, but I think we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. Wait, so how old were you when your mom had a stroke? I was five. You were five. Yeah. Did she have another stroke after that? She didn't. Okay. okay. She didn't. So you were five. Mm -hmm. She had a stroke. Mm -hmm. You were inspired since then. Yes. Yes. So you knew. Well, here's what's funny. This goes back to like your belief systems. Mm. I didn't know what I wanted to be really. Okay. But I really love the idea of what Tammy was doing. And my mom used to always say, you should be a physical therapist because it's safe. And you'll always have a job. People are always getting hurt. And so I grew up saying that, but again, I didn't know what a physical therapist was. I just enjoyed going to her sessions, helping move her arm, helping move her leg. And it was really an implanted thought, but it became so embedded in me. I ran with it. Because mm -hmm. most people when they're five want to be like <laughs> a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. I think I want to be that now in my adult life. <laughs> But that's really cool. Okay. Okay. So you went into high school. You were like, I'm going to be a PT. Yeah. You went, you went to undergrad. what did you do for undergrad? 
Um, it was like a sports, uh, sports medicine, like pre-physical therapy degree. Okay. And then you went straight into PT school right in. So how was the transition? The transition from where the transition from from undergrad to grad school. Yeah. Oh gosh. I would say I wasn't quite prepared. I don't know. I did really well in undergrad, but I feel like I didn't learn how to study. Mm -mm. Like I didn't know how to study. There's just so much information. Um, It's a lot. It comes on you really fast. And also there's an emotional component um, that goes along with being able to process what's happening. Like this is, this is your career. So you become very laser focused on what you're going for, like this end goal. But I was like, oh my gosh, I can't see how to, how to get there. So learning how to study, trying to make friends, recognize I'm in this adult life now. How, how do you process all of this? So I would say transitioning quite difficult. What helped you transition? There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Honestly, it was the group of friends that I made. I was always an independent studier, meaning Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be in my own nook right here and study. But I made some really great friends. And I had two friends that honestly, just we clicked Mm -hmm. and we would make study guides and we would do this. We would test each other and we became like inseparable. And it was really because of the strength of other people kind of bringing our entire like collaboration together to study and pumping each other up. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was really the network that I had built. So super grateful. All the students, classmates. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any misconceptions about what PT school was going to be and what you could do or could not do as a student? You know, I kind of came in with this one track mind. I, both my parents immigrated here from Trinidad. So they came here for this better life. And the whole goal was, we want you to have a good education. So I come from that background of good education, school, job, degree, job, like just the whole, the whole thing. Right. But I got into PT school And I only saw the end goal of getting this degree and getting that job and serving people. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing else. So it was really difficult now in my, you know, post PT life to kind of look back and go, wow, I was, I was in a tunnel. Like I had such tunnel vision. So yeah, it, it most definitely, um, one, one track mind there for me. And when you got into PT school, I just want to talk briefly about what you actually changed in your studies Mm -hmm. and then what you changed in terms of maybe like managing the overwhelm of Mm. information, not just for the information sake, but for your well-being, like Mm -hmm. your mental Mm -hmm. well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So managing my mental well-being, I didn't have any tools. I didn't, I didn't have any tools or systems or processes, and I didn't know how to handle any of that. So you want to talk about anxiety through the roof. I mean, trying to give presentations, I'm, I'm sweating. Um, I'm just stuttering. I mean, it, it was quite a struggle. So a lot of it just felt very heavy. Like I pretty much forced my way through there, mm-hmm. right? I can't say I even like overcame a good or even developed a good system back then. I just, I powered through it. Had I known now what I knew then or power with that saying goes, it would have been better, but I really just powerhouse through it. Um, but it was really through the connections that did make it easier, right? The, the, the friend groups that I had. 
that made it easier, but I just forced my way there. I feel like that's most people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was me for a semester. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah. We're just going to do this because there's no other option. There's no other option. Like there's nothing else to fall back on. This is my degree. This is what I thought I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Like we're just going to get there by any means necessary, whether I have to cry or I have to like go to the bathroom a hundred times because I've got like, you know, IBS because I got to give a presentation. I mean, whatever it is, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like everything just feels so heavy. And I just carried that weight and like trudged through, mm. but we made it. <laughs> and now, now you're here. Now you're what? 10 years out, 10 years out, you're yeah. a decade out. I'm a decade. It's so crazy. I just wanted to say you guys are so lucky for all the resources you have oh, right yeah. now. I just want to plug this one right here because <laughs> it's so cool to have this kind of collaboration. It's cool to yeah. have just a platform where you guys can come and tap into and recognize one, that you're not alone and two, how to actually develop systems and processes within yourself to get through it a lot easier than I did. So thank you mm. for what you have here and what you've created and are continuing to create. Thanks. I'm excited to have you on. Um, and so there were a lot of things you just said. I want to talk about a little bit just briefly, because I think you kind of sped over it. You're like the students who understand, you know, if you have to cry through it, if you have IBS because of the stress, if you got some in my head, if you got some GERD because of the stress, yeah, that too. if you got some chronic migraines because of the stress, you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Can I just say this real quick? Yeah. I had an ulcer when I was in PT school. I was having like heartburn type issues and I go to the doctor, they do um, the scope and they're like, you have an ulcer. And I was like, how do you get an ulcer? Stress, the level of anxiety that was like just in my digestive system, Mm -hmm. in my gut gave me an ulcer. It was, it was insane. I'd never had anything like that. So just recognizing like what your body's feeling all the time. So yeah, the migraines, the, all, all the stuff. People don't realize how stress manifests in your body. Yep. And in PT school, you just power through it. Yep. Because there's no other option. Yep. And then you end up with an ulcer. That's yeah. horrible. I, I don't know. know. I'm laughing, but it's, it's awful. Funny. It's funny now because we're all good and better, right? But it's real. <laughs> what were how did you know? Um, because I started to have like just like a burning in my throat all the time. Did it like swell too? And I I can't remember if it was swollen, but I definitely had that burning in my throat. And I was like, I've never had this before. Thought I was getting real sick. Like, what's going on? And when they did the scope, they're like, Oh, we've you know, you have an ulcer. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's dramatic. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> I would be too. really scared. Well, I'm glad that that's resolved. Yeah, totally. And you've made it through PT school. What did you think um, new grad life was going to be like? (laughs) I thought I was going to be able to step into the world and help people with my gifts personally, but also the, the skills that I learned to be a physical therapist. I really thought this was making people better. I really always growing up thought I was going to be doing life's work. And that's how I kind of described it. It's how I felt. I was like, I'm going to be doing life's work. I'm really going to help people. And this is, this is going to be great. And honestly, I was burned out two years in. Um, And I should say I was aware of my burnout two years in prior to that. I'm sure I was burned out, but I wasn't aware of it. And I recognize the constraints of so much just not just the insurance, but even um, the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. And when I first stepped into my first clinic, I was an out, outpatient 
it was interesting because everyone there had been there at least seven years plus. And so I liked that because everyone had been there for a long time. However, they were also the complainers. They were the, I don't like this. And so I got fed a lot of negativity in the very beginning, really fast, even though I was so excited. I'm a new student, like this is real. I've got a real license now I can treat, but all that negativity, I was like, oh, and some of it kind of really spoke to me and I started to identify, but yes, it, I think it sped up some of my burnout. Like, yes, I had my own stuff, but I think some of that sped up my burnout also. It does. Yeah. And I do want to clarify for students listening, this is not unique to PT. This is like a healthcare issue. For sure. This is a lot bigger than PT. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But we're talking about it in those terms because obviously that's what we are. So, Mm -hmm. um, so you got burnt out within the first two years. Yeah. You were aware of it. Yeah. What did you do about it? So I was dating this guy at the time and he always used to say we had been dating since college. And he said, I'm going to make money with computers. And I'm like, okay, that's so cool. Like I'm going to be a PT. Well, one day he says to me, I'm going to this event. And I said, okay. And he goes, and I want you to come. And I said, okay, I'm going to go support you. And it was 2014 and it was a $497 event for two days. And you can bring your, your extra person for 297. And we went to an internet for marketing newbies Mm. and it was the coolest event I had ever thought. (laughs) And they literally taught you how to take your gifts and your skills and turn it into an online program or course or what have you, just how to monetize and the interwebs. Again, guys, this was like the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just trying to figure things out. But we learned about autoresponders and sales pages and copywriting. And we, we learned all the things. And my eyes were like this. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread, honestly. And I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to monetize my skills. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful to him for introducing this to me. And we started our journey together, making money online and like learning all these things. So yeah. What do you do first to make money online? So I actually, I wrote a book. Um, I wrote my first book back in 2014. um, And it was really cool to go through the process of writing it and then going on to I didn't go to Fiverr. I went to, I think it was like guru.com or something Something like like that. Yeah. Um, And I said, these are all my thoughts. Make this into a book. And it was all my words, but she just made it bookly. (laughs) Okay. And I had a cover made and I was able to put it on Amazon. And it was my first round of just making money. It was super cool. And then I created rehab programs um, and I took that and I sold it on Amazon. So I've got a physical product on, on Amazon. I transformed more digitally and I created a new rehab program. And I just started to like build lists and build sales pages and learn how to market. So I was in that rehab space. I really thought that, you know, I want to help people like my mom, right. Who don't necessarily need to come into a clinic to feel better, but if they learn how to move their body, well, Mm -hmm. that they could transmute their pain into something else. So it was really neat to take my skills and recognize I can make these products for people and sell them online. So my first round, the first few years, um, I say my first round because entrepreneurship <laughs> is ev- an evolution, evolutionary. Yeah. yeah. 
um, my first round of that was all in the rehab space. Yeah. So it's cool. What was your first book called? Uh, yeah. How to live a life of fitness, the ultimate startup guide or something for aging adults. It's this long title. I'm you guys. Find it. <laughs> I don't recommend the title it was so long, but I never went back and changed it. It's actually still on there. And what's cool is I do still make sales from that book. Um, but I used to do a lot of speaking engagements. I used to go to community centers and I used to teach on, you know, low back pain and knee pain. I used to educate people and I'd give away my book as a resource. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would sign it. It was just the coolest thing. I would go to like YMCA's and teach classes on, you know, how to get out of pain and just teaching people how to move their body, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it was neat. I used to just give that away. And the guy whose event that we went to, he said, having a book is the new business card Mm -hmm. because it gives you a level of authority. And I can't tell you guys how easy it is to really like write your own thing and get it out there and start making, making sales, making, making money. It's cool. And I think as a PT student, people think they can't do it. And even, even as a new grad, when you were starting to feel burnt out, that's not when you had the idea. Like the ideas came from something external. Sure. And the confidence came from something external. Yes. So that's another reason I like having you on because like your story is pretty cool. You're doing other things outside of the norm and it's non-traditional. I like having students hear what their options are. Yeah. Let me start by saying this. Your options are so endless. And that's why I love that this podcast exists because you are being exposed to everything that is possible for you. Right now, your mind is only thinking probably like right here. It has to, right? To an extent. Oh, totally. But once you start getting the swing of things in school, I really want to encourage you guys to broaden your perspective of what's available. And you don't have to wait until you graduate to figure it out or make it all happen. You can start doing things now because you're building the skill sets of courage. You're building the skill sets of trusting yourself Mm -hmm. and learning what your intuition is really saying and saying to yourself, okay, I've got these gifts. Not only do I want to help people with rehab, but maybe you are struggling with sleep and you've helped yourself sleep better. And you want to couple that with what you're doing. Maybe you've learned to meditate to calm your nerves and you want to start, you know, teaching people how to do that. Just it's, it's so open. Um, it's so, so open, but I was very driven by a lot of external factors. Correct. Right. At first. Yes. At first. And so I started to really transform because once you start to step into the world of entrepreneurship and business and making money, there's a whole lot of stuff that comes with it. Right. We're always being pushed to new levels. So there's new levels, new devils. Things are always happening. And the things I really didn't have was I didn't have that higher level of confidence. I didn't have that higher level of trust in myself or that courage to keep going, even when no one was buying at first. Right. So those were all the things I had to learn, which helped me to pivot and transition to what I'm doing now, which is actually helping empaths and highly sensitives and just the feelers of the world, right. Who really, I don't want to say struggle. I don't like that word, but who feel so much inside. And they're like, where do I go with all this energy? How do I transmute this energy and really teaching you the crux of business? Because at the very center of what we're doing, it's us Mm -hmm. when we're serving people in any way, shape or form, 
it's us. So we have to know how to stay grounded in our skills and really understand and recognize what our belief systems are. The ones that are either going to propel you in business or the ones that are going to hold you back. So I help people shift those beliefs so they can make more money. They can get their idea out to market and make it tangible. So you wrote a book and you did these things online. Yeah. And now do you, what is, what is life now? You're not treating, you are treating, you're I'm also treating. doing that. Yeah, I'm okay. treating. So I am still treating. Um, I lived in Maryland most of my life and I just moved down here to Florida in May and it's been the coolest thing. Just this, this pivot has been great. And I took a contract job here and I, I don't want to say I'm living the life, but like, <laughs> You can't. I'm living. I'm living the life because here's the thing: living the life means whatever it means for you. I came down here for the sun. People ask me why'd you move. I said it was a pure desire, and I came down here for the sun. So I am building a business, and I am still working full time. And I have really learned how to build a business and work full time without being burnt out or depleted because I've learned how to manipulate my own energy in a positive way right? To still be able to serve and pour into my one-on-one clients or to pour into the group programs that I have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I am still doing it. So I want you guys to know you can do anything, even if you are still a student, right? Like you can make things happen. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, people think they have to stop doing X, Y, Z before they can do ABC or whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, And it's not the case. Yeah. So, and usually we feel like we have to stop because we don't have the mental space or the energetic space to see how it all fits. Right. But the number one skill that um, you guys can really train is your focus. Mm -hmm. When you focus more on, on the presence of where you are, you're going to create more space for things to happen in your life at one time it's going to start to look very harmonious as opposed to feeling like you have to compartmentalize everything. Yeah. I think it's a misconception. People think it's you as a student that there's too much to do. And really it's like you said, it's more about energy management. Mm -hmm. Although Mm -hmm. you don't have as much time, I get it. Like it takes more time to study. It takes more time to do X, Y, Z. It takes more um, mental energy, but there's still some left over if you manage it if you're able to manage it and I know it's hard it's not an easy thing yeah yeah but like how did how do you manage that how do you manage your focus I would say this for the students that are like really thinking I feel I can feel through the screen right now you're like brains are turning <laughs> allow this to be fun for you oh allow the creation of learning these skill sets to be fun. Allow yourself to just kind of show up and be online. Talk about your day. Talk about the things you're going through. Talk about the wins. Talk about a new hack that you found to help you study, right? Mm -hmm. Because all you're doing right now is training your skills and training yourself to trust. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I can get myself through PT school. Yes, I can start a business if I wanted to. Yes, I can create space for more things to come into my life. So allow it to be fun. Don't make this process daunting if you're wanting to go out there and create something while you're still in school. Have fun with it and allow this to be your creative outlet. Allow yourself the time to experiment because that's how you're going to know more of what you want and more of what you don't want is you get out there and you, you try that right? So one of the best ways to retrain focus um, and presence that I personally love is working out or some form of moving your body. It doesn't have to be a full-blown workout. It can be a movement. And when we start moving our body, we start feeling better. But 
it's not just in moving your body. It's making sure you don't have your phone next to you, making sure that you're listening to something that helps you stay like motivated or helps you stay, you know, grounded in this movement and just focus on the movements of your body. So many people are working out or moving their body and their, their brain is like on the following weekend or it's, it's on the thing that they have to, to study. So I want you to move your body, go for a walk even, and be so present in your walk. Be so present in where you are in this moment. Don't go for a walk and go, okay, I got to cook this. I got to study for this. I got to prep that. No, go for your walk and stay in your walk and keep your focus on your body through your walk. You're going to help to retrain your focus really well like that. That's something I didn't really do in PT school that I should have done for sure. Mm -hmm. The walks. um, And it, I like what you said. It's not just about moving your body. I was imagining people like just flailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I'm just moving my body and my brain is doing the same thing my body's doing, just flailing around. My thoughts are just all over the place. And so being able to move your body and still focus is yeah. really important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do like um, another really cool thing. If you are a runner by chance, I'm not a runner. I used to be a runner, but not really chance. Um, but if you are a runner, one of the cool things that you can do is something called an incantation and you don't have to be a runner, but an incantation is where you say a phrase to yourself, like a meaningful phrase. Like maybe you pick, I am powerful. Maybe you pick that as a phrase and you're going for your run and you're repeating the words. I am powerful. Guarantee you, you're going to start to run faster and, and move faster, right? So even if you're doing yoga, it it doesn't have to be a quick motion like running, but if you're doing yoga or you're doing Pilates, say those, say a phrase to yourself and incant and allow yourself to just feel that powerfulness come through in your movement. It's going to help you stay present. Mm. I like that a lot. Mm. Students do it. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to know. Come back, come back here and comment and let us, let us know. Yeah. Um, so what do you do now? What is a week? You kind of said it, but what does a week actually look like for you? You're working full-time and doing your business, but like, that's very vague. Yeah. So I, I'm an empath. Um, what is that? Empath, empath and highly sensitives. We are the ones that really feel energy very potently. Like someone can walk into the room and maybe you start to feel sad or you feel elated. Like there's a fluctuation in something that you feel and we're very attuned to that. And we also tend to be uh, like feel a lot. I'm going to call us the feelers, right? Um, There's just an identified term as an empath, right? And so I help empaths and highly sensitives move that energy into creation. So, so many of us often struggle and I hate that word struggle, but I know you guys understand when I say Mm -hmm. it, but we have a harder time to maybe put ourselves out there because we're worried about being judged. We're worried about feeling like an imposter. Like we don't know Mm -hmm. enough. Maybe we're not feeling like we're worthy or deserving. Maybe we even feel bad if you decide that you want to change careers, right? Maybe you get to a point where you're like, I don't love this anymore. I want to give you guys permission to know that you can transmute whatever it is you're doing to look like anything else. So I help those people create. I help those people create whatever it is you want to create and work with your energy so that you're processing the things you need to process and that you're feeling good about what you're doing it and you're doing it your way. You're not Mm -hmm. doing it like how it looks like for someone else. So I take my coaching calls Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I 
will work full time. Um, you know, schedules fluctuate in an outpatient setting. Um, but Tuesdays and third and Thursdays are my block days for calls. I create content when I feel very inspired to create content. It's one of the things that helps me feel grounded. So I'm always in some form of creation mode. Um, I do enjoy working out. So you'll find me working out quite often. Um, and really it's just, uh, it's become very harmonious. I don't feel like, oh, I have to go work my business now. I don't feel that way. Like I'm, I'm passionate about helping you all like see the world differently, right. Mm -hmm. And really create your life by design wherever you are. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's structured in such a way that it, flows for me now, you know, does that make sense? Did How I answer the question? You did. How does that help? I guess if I'm a student and I'm in school and I'm like, I want my life to flow and I want to be where I want to be and like mm. not feel burnt out from school itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you tell them to help? I know you already said like the focus and yeah. the I'd say things. find your creative outlet, whatever that might be. Maybe it's working out. Maybe you learn to create content. Maybe there's something you just found and you're like, this is super cool. I'm going to talk about this, whatever it might be. Maybe you go to a yoga class and you start teaching people yoga, you know, and you just start doing your moves on Instagram or Facebook, whatever it might be. Find the thing that you love talking about and just talk more about it. Start there. And once you start tapping into where your creativity is, you're going to have more creativity things come to you right? So start there with your, you know, creative flow. And I would also say, start writing down what you want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't just mean what you think your life is supposed to look like, write down what you really want your life to look like. Because once you get closer to graduation, there might be the perfect job that just lands for you because you've already been thinking it. You've already been putting the energy out there about what you're looking for. Maybe there is no perfect job for you. And you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to teach people this. And I want to use my gifts and skills differently. You're going to start to have more soundness and more courage and more confidence to take the leap because you've already been thinking about it and processing it and working your way through that this entire time. So jot down the things, like start writing out your ideas, start writing down things that inspire you. So that way you have a collection of, of thoughts and they don't just stay in your head. If you think it, ink it. I always say that. Ink it. If you think it, ink it, write it down, go from brain to paper, right? Because that is going to heighten the experience happening for you once you start putting it down. When you think it, when ink you it. think it, ink it. <laughs> I like that. When you think it, ink it. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I like it. So did you do this for yourself? When did you, uh, yeah, think it in ink? I guess, when did you first start putting out there what you wanted life to be like? This was, I, I want to say years in the making, but it's years in the making. So I went to a mastermind and I've invested a lot of money, you guys, a lot of money in trying to figure this thing out and crack the code. I'm just going to tell you the secret right now. The code is you. <laughs> the code is you. That is the secret and podcast. <laughs> and <Jeff> Mike. <laughs> like the secret is you. So once you tap into that, you're going to be able to create whatever. But I did go to this mastermind who actually was the coach of Jillian Michaels. If you guys know who she is, mm -hmm. um, it was really cool. And I was getting help with putting my um, course and programs together and really like 
putting all the pieces. And I just kept saying, like, I want to help connect mind, body, spirit. I want to help connect mind, body, spirit. I would say that a lot. And it really wasn't until, you know, years out that things started to shift and change. And I started to see how I'm going to connect mind, body, spirit. So yes, I really started to write this stuff out and I just kept saying it and I would tell people and I would try to read all the books to figure it all out. But what I didn't know back then was that I was absorbing so many other people's thoughts and trying to take them on as my own Mm -hmm. and doing it the way they were doing it. So once I started spending more time with myself and recognizing what I really wanted, what mind, body, spirit connection meant for me, that's when things started to shift. But I kind of been putting it out there for a long time, right? I just didn't know how to put all the puzzle pieces together. So this has been years in the making, so to speak. But this is why I help do what I do now is because I can, you can give me your puzzle pieces and I will help you put them together to make your puzzle. Right. And that's really what I've gotten good at because I'd spent so many years figuring it all out. Guys, that was 2014. I went to my first event. Right. We're in 2022. (laughs) Right. And I'm just like, I've gotten really good at it for myself. And I've gotten really good at helping you guys do that. So it's it's the puzzle pieces. So right now and while you're in school, start putting out your pieces. Start writing down your pieces so you know what it looks like. So when we start looking at things and you start looking at things, you're like, this is really what I want to do. You're going to get more clear. What did you write down when you started, before you actually started your own business? What were some of your puzzle pieces that you were trying to write down and like fit together? A lot of my puzzle pieces was always mind, body, spirit. I always felt super connected to just impact and really being out there in the world and just helping massive amount of people. And I didn't know how. So, you know, back when I was five and my mom saying, oh, you know, you should be a PT. And I saw how my mom was helped. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I gravitated to that. Right. So recognizing that a lot of my puzzle pieces have morphed over time. Right. And so the theme of everything I've written down puzzle wise has been mind, body, spirit. It's been emotional well-being because I felt so much inside. I was like, please tell me other people feel as deeply as I feel like mm-hmm. this is, this is nuts. How can my body contain all this? Mm-hmm. It seems like everyone's floating through life easy. So all my puzzle pieces came to look the same. The theme of my life has always been more courage, more trust with myself, more confidence, that's really been the theme of mind, body, spirit for me. So I just ask you guys, what is the theme? Like, what do you keep noticing that's recurring in your own life? Start writing that down and start recognizing it. How do you like to show up? How do you like to be? I started to write that down. I was always a journaler. I used to write, dear diary, right? When you're seven, (laughs) you know, like today's been a great day, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. That's like all I had. So-and-so might've been mean to me in class today, right? But now as an adult, I'm just like, dear diary, this is my life. Entire page. And here is how I want it to look. Yeah. And I started writing things down like that. So the theme of my life has always been outpouring. I've, I've always wanted to find an outlet to outpour. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it as a child. Just didn't make any sense when I'm dear diary. So-and-so was mean to me. A boy threw a rock at my head. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> boy threw a rock at your head? Yes. I can even tell you his name. Oh God. I won't say it in case he happens to be watching. But 
those were the things I'd write down, right? Now I'm just more intentional with my words, but the point is to recognize I've loved writing. So what's mm-hmm. the thing you love doing? What's mm-hmm. the outlet you want to have? You love writing and that's the first thing you did was write a book. Yes, yes. And then the second thing you did, you put your courses together. Can, what other little things, or I shouldn't say little, what other things did you do before your current business? The courses, new program, the courses, courses. program. Yes, I actually used to coach. So one of the uh, upsells that I had with my knee with my knee course was coaching people who are in chronic pain. Specific to the knee or no? Specific to the knee. Chronic knee pain. Chronic knee pain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because here I am again, wanting to connect mind, body, spirit, recognizing that pain is multifactorial and helping people journal what they wanted their knees to be able to do for them. They Mm -hmm. want their knees to be able to kneel in church. They wanted their knees to be able to squat down to pick their grandkid up. They wanted their knees to be able to be in a garden. So I always was coaching. I've been in this coaching space in various ways Mm -hmm. for a long time, but it's interesting because those were my outlets, like being able to help somebody transform and kind of take back their life Mm -hmm. has been, has been like, it makes me feel so good. So again, mind, body, spirit, that's been the theme for my own life. And so helping other people do that. So yes, I did. I created the courses, the programs, um, I the book, the newsletters, the mm-hmm. I would create flyers for the YMCAs. Um, I coach through the paint. So yeah, everything I'm doing now, I'm, I was doing back then, but it's morphed in the how and it's morphed in the who as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. Like it's going to. Yeah. It, it 100% is going to. Otherwise... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Rigid. (laughs) I don't like rigidity. Give you guys permission to just allow your creative self to flow. Mm -hmm. Like nothing needs to be rigid. And I think school creates a lot of, yes, definitely school has to be rigid in terms of like, I'm going to complete and get my degree. Yeah. But recognize that in that skill set that that degree helps you get. It's endless. Yeah. It's endless. You guys can train any new skill set to add on what you already have. Mm-hmm. You can take a look at anything and say, I'm going to create my life to look like this, 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 this. And your degree isn't, doesn't have to be the thing that's at the center of it. You can add on any amount of pieces as you want to create whatever you want to create. I like that you called it an add-on because some students think, and I, and part of this comes from the school. Part of this comes from professors. Part of this just comes from society being like, you went to school for seven years and you're not necessarily specifically doing that, but like whatever you might be doing is an add on to that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from it. It doesn't mean that was useless. Right. It just is transformed. I'm, I'm glad you say that because I did, I did have a one-on-one client last year who felt so bad that she no longer wanted to be a PT anymore in the way that in the yes, quote unquote, yes. be a be in the know, way PT. that society wanted you yeah. to do it. She wanted to still treat, but she wanted to treat, you know, like 15, 16 hours a week and then create something else on the side. She wanted to still do that. I think a lot of us don't want to not treat. I think we actually love treating it's, it's the how. So I yeah. want you guys to be able to treat however you want to treat. Right. And you might have to, if you can't find it out there, you might have to create it. And that might be your mission. But I think it's really cool to see that 
we don't need to feel bad for wanting to shift in any way because everything is an add-on. You you learn the foundation that you learned and you prove something to yourself that like you can do this. Like there's so much that you've learned about yourself in this process. Use those skills and, you know, add on to that degree. I like that. It's an add-on. Yeah. Just add to the puzzle. Just make it bigger. Yes. Yes. Add to the puzzle. I've never actually said that before. <laughs> so I've never used that metaphor. Um, ever, but I'm going to take that and and start using it because yeah, it's, it's a puzzle piece. And right now where you guys are, you might think like, that's the whole puzzle. It's completed. I want you to continue to still build your puzzle piece, Mm. build your puzzle. It it can expand. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to keep using that. Don't you love when there's a good dialogue happening and you say something, you're like, I've never said that before. That's like, uh, I've never said that either. Yeah. This is, this is, this like an exclusive metaphor. You guys just got (laughs) copyright that. Yes. Trademark. Right. Well, it's funny because I look at things. So you guys, some of you may know I'm from Ohio, you know that. Uh, and so sometimes when I'm down here and we're like out at the pier yes, or yeah. wherever, I'm like this is a puzzle I'd be making in Ohio in the winter. <laughs> you said that yesterday. It's because it really looks like it. I we see went, things at yes, sunset and yes. I'm like, this is a puzzle. We went for a walk, saw the trees, puzzle. I was like, oh yeah, it's, it was I see the it. moon. I see it. Yeah. It was like almost a full yeah, moon. It and was. Like, and when you're stuck inside in the wintertime in Ohio, that's what you do. Yeah. Puzzle. <laughs> wow. See, that's cool. That's really cool. Anyway, that was a whole side rant. But yeah, it's okay. Last question. We talked about a lot. Yeah. If you had to give a student, a current PT student, just one piece of advice, you already gave a lot, but mm-hmm. if you had to say one, what would you tell them? This is a student in October, 2022, for those of you listening in 2032. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So I'm going to say one thing, but it has two parts. That's fine. Because we are, we clearly, you guys have learned who I am by now. (laughs) Those puzzle pieces. Okay. The first thing is to use the resources you already have around you, like this podcast right here, right? And all the things that Sarah is creating. But use the, your resources to help you be creative. Mm -hmm. Being creative is at the center of where I want you guys to really start thinking about what you can do and what you can create. So allow your mind to expand bigger into that creation and use the resources to help you do that. One thought, two parts. Cool. I like that. That counts as one. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, cool. If people want to reach out to you, where should they reach out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on the gram. I think that's what the cool the kids gram. say. Is that what the cool kids say? They say the gram, right? Um, you can find me on the gram at Dr. Siobhan France. You can also find me on Facebook um, at Siobhan France. And my website is www.emboldensoul.com. Embolden mm, soul. The way you say that. Embolden <laughs> soul. It means to give courage. Mm. I want to help give you guys your soul courage. I like that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for coming yeah, on. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. I honestly can't thank you right now for what you're doing and who you're helping mm-hmm. because your outpouring of what you're giving to the students means so much. I, as someone like myself looking back, I'm like, I wish I had a resource like what you're providing. So make sure you guys stay tapped into this one right here. Share it out to a student and you're like, who needs it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Spread the courage. Yes. Spread the courage. 
I like that a lot. <laughs> Another trademark. There we go. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, guys. I will see you next Sunday as usual. Next Sunday, um, I have Joe Rinaldi coming on the podcast. And it's going to be a good one. 11 a.m. in this Facebook group as usual, Student Physical Therapist Network. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the PT Student Center. If you could leave a review, it would mean the world to me. It helps spread the word about the podcast so more people can actually get on their way to getting through PT school on their first try debt-free. If you want to know more about the PT Student Center, go and check us out at ptstudentcenter.com and on the socials at PT Student Center.